Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. We continue our book reading, When the Moon Split, a biography of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, compiled by Saifur Rahman Mubarak Puri. We continue on page 229 as we go through the various letters that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam sent to monarchs and potentatists. We continue with the letter to Harith bin Abu Shamar Hassani. The Prophet, peace be upon him, next sent a missive with Shuja' bin Wabd Asadi to Damascus, where Heraclius's viceroy, Harith bin Abu Shamar Hassani, was ruler. Harith responded to the letter with wrath. He flung it, saying, Who has the temerity to conquer my land? He prepared to wage war on the Muslims and, t- and told Shuja' to notify the Prophet of an impending war. When Harith asked his overlord, Heraclius, for permission to fight the Prophet, peace be upon him, permission was denied. Retreating from his belligerent position, Harith presented clothes and riches to Shuja' bin Wab and saw him off graciously. A letter to the Amir of Basra is intercepted. Next, the Prophet, peace be upon him, wrote to the ruler of Basra and invited him to Islam. When his envoy, Harith bin Umayr Azdi, an, arrived at Mutah in southern Jordan, he was beheaded by Sharahbil bin Amr Hassani. Harith was the only emissary of the Prophet, peace be upon him, to lose his life in carrying out his mission. The Prophet, peace be upon him, was grief-stricken at Harith's execution and found the act so reprehensible that he later waged war against Sharahbil. That expedition was to be known as the Battle of Mutah. Letter to Haudha bin Ali, the chief of Yamama. The Prophet, peace be upon him, addressed him the following letter. In the name of Allah, the most gracious, the most merciful. From the Prophet Muhammad to Hauda bin Ali. Blessed are those who follow guidance. Be it known to you that my religion will hold sway over whatever area camels and horses can cover. Embrace Islam that you may find peace. I shall keep intact what lies in your possession. This letter was sent through Sulayt bin Amr Amiri. Hauda received him with respect and gave him gifts. He also wrote in reply, What shall I say in praise of that to which you call me? I am the poet and orator of my people, and my prestige encompasses the whole of Arabia. Entrust to me a part of your dominion, and I shall serve you. When the Prophet, peace be upon him, received the letter, he remarked, I shall not give him even a piece of land if he asks for it. He will himself meet his doom along with his possessions. Hauda died shortly afterwards, while the Prophet, peace be upon him, was still engaged in the conquest of Makkah. The Letter to the Ruler of Bahrain The Prophet sent Ala bin Hadrami with a letter inviting Munthir to Islam. Munthir accepted a call to Islam, and so did some of his subjects. Others, however, continued to follow Judaism, while some practiced Zoroastrianism. Conscious of the Prophet's status as spiritual and temporal head of the Muslim world, Munhir asked the Prophet, peace be upon him, how to deal with the non-Muslims in his realm. The Prophet, peace be upon him, wrote back, instructing him to leave the Muslims as they were and to collect the jizya tax from the Jews and the Zoroastrians. He allowed Munhir to continue ruling as long as he stayed on the path of righteousness. Letter to the Rulers of Oman It was only after the conquest of Makkah that the Prophet, peace be upon him, sent Amr bin As to the joint rulers of Oman, the two brothers Abd and Jafar. All his previous letters to rulers near and far had been sent immediately after the Treaty of Hudaybiyah. In this letter, 
The Prophet, peace be upon him, informed the two brothers of his mission to acquaint men with the truth of Islam and the dangers of disbelief. He warned them that if they rejected Islam, they would pay in this world and the next, for Islam would prevail. Abd was the first one to meet with Amr, and they talked at great length. What is your message? Abd asked. We call people to Allah, who is one, peerless, and we ask them to abandon all the deities to bear witness that Muhammad is the servant and messenger of Allah, Amr explained. Abd posed another question. What does your prophet enjoin? Amr replied, He commands us to obey Allah and forbids us to disobey him. He ordains good deeds, kindness to kith and kin, and prohibits excesses, adultery, liquor, and the worship of stones, idols, and crucifix. Abd confided, What a good thing he calls us towards. Had my brother also supported me, we would have set out to pledge fealty to Muhammad and to testify as to his prophethood. Unfortunately, my brother is fond of his kingship than of obeying another. Amr said, If your brother accepts Islam, then the Prophet, peace be upon him, will keep his kingdom intact. However, he will take some wealth by way of collecting charity from the rich and distributing it to the poor and needy. Abd commented, That is very nice. Then he asked, What is charity? Amr explained the concept to him in detail. However, when Amr referred to the possession of livestock being subject to zakah or wealth tax, Amr said doubtfully, I don't know whether my people will accept that. Abd then took Amr bin As to his brother, Jafar, who was also given the letter. Jafar asked Amr as to what the Quraysh had done. They all accepted Islam, and if you embrace Islam, you will be safe, or else our cavalry will trample your land and wipe out its greenery. Jafar asked for a day's reprieve, and on the following day he made a show of his military power. Nevertheless, he consulted with his brother in private, and the next day both the brothers accepted Islam and left Amr free to collect charity. They helped him against those who opposed the collection. And that's where we leave our book reading for today. We're reading from the book, When the Moon Split, a biography of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa The book has been compiled by Saifur Rahman Mubarak Puri. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.